Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. Up? What is it that we do? We're the people! Oh, what they want. There is a lot to discuss today, Mr. Rose, and we're going to start with the top of the Eastern Conference. It has been in flux, but it was the Miami Heat who had lost four straight games. You know who can fix that? A game against the Sacramento Kings. The Heat got the win against the Kings. They're again on top of the Eastern Conference. Can they stay there, Mr. Rose? First, I want to say just a line about the Kings. I love De'Aaron Fox, but it's almost impossible to be as trash as they've been for so very long. With that being said, yes, I believe so. And the turbulence that you saw boil over in the huddle between the Miami Heat for the rest of the world, it was like, oh my goodness, we're going to pay attention to the Heat today, even though they're the number one seed in the East. It's just another day at the office for them. And if you notice all of a sudden, Jimmy's back focused, 27 points. Look at Bam, 22 and 15. You need your best players leading the way. Tyler Hero, legitimate candidate, six man of the year. 20 points. He's been initiating offense and consistent all season. And so when you look at the depth of the Miami Heat and how they've basically been the team in pole position for most of the run during the Eastern Conference race this year, I do believe they'll have what it takes to maintain the number one spot when it's all said and done. And you look at those other three teams, two through four, just one game behind the Heat. And one of those teams was in action yesterday with a chance to take the top spot from the Heat. The Boston Celtics could not do it because they ran into Pascal Siakam. Siakam has been locked in lately for the Raptors. He got them the win against the Celtics, who are now still one game behind the Heat. So the thing I wanted to profile about Pascal Siakam is... He's a prototypical front court player in the East Coast as it relates to that conference. And here's what I mean. Like, he's not the big, like, Giannis, MB, or Bam. He's not the perimeter dynamo type scorer like a Jason Tatum. Or he's not, or, or KD, but he's not like an electric ball handling PG like a Kyrie. And so what ends up happening, players like Julius Randle last year, who was basically All-NBA Most Improved Player, could average 24 points in that conference. Pascal got off to a slow start this year. Fred VanVleet was their All-Star. Now all of a sudden he's found his game as a player that's won a championship with that team. And now his consistency is able to drive them in games where you're going against Boston and they don't have Brown, Tatum, or Williams, or Horford, for that matter. And so the Toronto Raptors, while we're talking about the top of the East, it's going to be interesting to see who draws them at the bottom mm-hmm. of the conference. 
Of course, as they are now getting themselves out of a playing situation, trying to get the sixth seed, which would match them up nicely in the first round in the playoffs. But Jalen, with the injury news of Robert Williams, Time Lord is going to spend some time on the bench, not available for the Celtics, likely through the playoffs. Does that kill their chances of winning the Eastern Conference? It does, and I always felt like to take that leap would be a long shot based on just this team outplaying expectations, in particular since January 1st to so many people. Not mine. I believed in what I felt like this team could accomplish. But here's a point that I want to make about Boston and their youth and ascension that is going to mirror what I say about Memphis in a lot of ways. Not many times, Jacoby, do you have a starting five where at least three of those guys want to be the best defenders at their position. Mm. Just, just think about that for a second. When you ask Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, and Jalen Brown, they'll tell you we want to be the best defensive players at our position, definitely in the league. The same thing for the Killer Bees, Bane Brooks, and Triple J for Memphis. And when you have a team like that and you lose one of those guys, Robert Williams is the only guy in the NBA that's holding opponents to 40% or below 40% free uh, field goal percentage when he's guarding them. So to not have him in the lineup as the season progresses, I'm glad they got a chance to meet their apex and hit the number one spot before he got injured so we know what to expect from this team. But they can't win the Eastern Conference if he's not healthy. Well, all of the stars for the Celtics did not play last night, but it looks like all of the stars for both the Bucks and the Sixers, two teams that are looking to get the top spot in the Eastern Conference, will be available this evening. Jalen, we've seen Embiid do some resting, Harden do some resting. Do you expect to see everyone tonight? And will this determine who gets the top spot in the East? I expect to see everyone tonight, but also when you look at those Eastern Conference standings, Miami is a squad that I know wouldn't duck playing against the Nets in the first round. Mm -hmm. So for me, the loser of this game, I want to see if their players continue to play the rest of the season and go hard for the top spot, or are they going to be content to fall around the three spot because they're really indirectly ducking the Nets. For tonight's matchup, it's an established big three, a championship big three in Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. But it's also an emerging big three with Embiid and Harden and Maxey. Tobias Harris is going to be a key when these two teams play because he and players like Bobby Portis, if they could get them to play above their averages and still bring them a, a, a defensive presence, that becomes a difference maker, but I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. This is a big game for James Harden because when, I, when they played against the Nets, he struggled mightily. When they played against the Suns, he struggled mightily. Now I'm noticing a trend when they go against the top teams in the East, the Miami Heat. He's missed two of those games. So yep. I want to see James Harden actually perform against one of the top teams in the NBA. Hopefully that happens tonight. Well, in this game tonight, we'll have two of the top contenders for the MVP in Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And another top contender for the MVP was in action last night for the Denver Nuggets. We call him the stretch mark five. He is the Joker. He is the reigning MVP. And he had 26, 19, and 11 last night, Jalen. 
Jalen, you have a vote, and I know you take this very seriously. You get really stressed out <laughs> when it gets time to vote. Right now, if you had to pick an MVP, who would you pick as your MVP? You know what? I feel a little guilty, and that's hard to say right now. That's hard to say right now. I cannot pick right now. But I feel a little guilty because a couple of years ago, like I was looking deeper into the box score and we were doing get up and I knew that the Denver Nuggets and the Joker were gonna be an ascending team in the NBA. And I was like, hey, Stephen A, why don't I bet you the most expensive shoes I can buy that the Nuggets are gonna have a better record than the Lakers. And LeBron was there. AD was there. I knew that that would be easy like Sunday morning. And wait, a couple of years later, the Lakers did win the championship with their group. Mm -hmm. The Joker has been an MVP. And now all of a sudden he's in position to do it again. And how he's doing it, Jacoby, with the triple doubles has been supersized. You see the 19 boards? Oh, you yeah. see the 11 assists for a player that's seven foot tall? And as I look at those MVP odds for Joel Embiid, I think it's important for him to hit a milestone, like have the number one record in the East, not necessarily have the Bucks have a better record than them, or have the scoring title, not necessarily LeBron James beat them in that category. Or even the double-doubles, I think with 30-10 games, Embiid is in pole position. But what Jokic is doing with the triple-doubles and all-around stat stuffing has been outstanding this season. If you look at his supporting cast compared to the rest of those players, he clearly plays with a supporting cast that I would challenge you to ask anybody that's a casual NBA fan right now to tell me the Nuggets starting five from the last game they played. If they know the answer, I got some swamp land for sale for you in Detroit. Nobody's <laughs> gonna know the answer. <laughs> well, Mr. Rose, there is some drama when it comes to the MVP race as we head into the final weeks of the season, but there's also some drama in the women's tournament. That's right, last night we had hey, UConn and NC State <laughs> not just go to overtime, but go to double overtime, where NC State made a big three to force the extra time. And in the extra time, it was Paige Buckets taking over. What do you think about UConn? Shout out to NC State. It was a really good game. And it's one of those games where, dang, somebody has to lose. And then the best player ends up being the best player on the floor. 23 points in the second half did Buckets as she returned, as we know, from injury throughout this season. But how about Gina Oriema? As we talk about the Blue Bloods and the big-name coaches in the men's tournament, like Coach K going out in his final year and Jay Wright and, and the, the things that those programs have accomplished in, on the men's side, how about Gino has been to the Final Four 14 consecutive seasons? Oof. Just, just think about that for a second. Oof. 14 consecutive seasons he's gone to the Final Four. So when we start talking about all-time greats and goats in sports, y'all better start putting some respect on Gino's name. Absolutely. And the Michigan Wolverines also went down. They lost to Louisville, which sets us up for a very nice Final Four in the women's bracket to go along with the Final Four in the men's bracket that we'll get you ready for later on this week. Jalen, the Grizzlies are without Ja Morant, but it does not matter. They just keep winning basketball games. We'll discuss them and their postseason potential right after this. You are watching Jalen and Jacoby.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in the C4 New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, the Memphis Grizzlies have played 20 games without their star player, John Morant. They have won 18 of those. Another win came last night where they didn't just beat the Warriors without that man, John Morant. They waxed the Warriors. Jalen. How serious is this team as a contender in the Western Conference? Ja was fresh to death on the sideline. And the thing I tell you, Jacoby, is they create a college-like atmosphere in practice during games. Their bench is standing up, they're engaged, and that filters out on the floor. When you see my guys, the killer bees, I'm telling you, Bain and Brooks combined for 43. You can't also tell either one of those guys, and this is really important, you young players, they both believe they're the best defensive players in the league, too. And look at Melton out of USC. I think this is, what, fourth or fifth year, Jacoby. All of a sudden, Jaws out. He's in making threes, getting left-handed dunks against the Nets. And mm. so, yes, they've built out a roster of a team that can now function with Ja and clearly without Ja. And... When you're beating the Golden State Warriors, and yeah, they didn't have Steph, and you can look back at their journey and some of the teams they played that dealt with injuries, remember, they're doing it without Ja. And it's extremely impressive. Taylor, Taylor Jenkins, their head coach, along with Monty Williams, it's hard to pick between those guys as it relates to who's going to be coach of the year on my ballot. I don't see this particular Grizzlies team winning the West or winning the champion. However, I see this team going deep in the playoffs and getting that playoff experience that is so valuable. And perhaps next year, the year after that, they will be true contenders to win the championship. Jalen, you remember all those head coaching vacancies there were in the NFL last season? Well, guess what? They all got filled up. They did not, get, however, get filled up with minority head coaches. So the NFL has amended the Rooney rule. Now all 32 teams must hire a female or minority, minority offensive coach. What do you think about this rule adjustment? The good news is that the NFL is doing what they can to try to create inclusion. The bad news is they have to force this on the 32 owners. And as long as that continues to happen, it's never gonna happen in true spirit. It has to come from the head, it has to come from the heart. You have to want diversity. You want to have, you want to have uh, people that may not necessarily look or always sound like you in the room that can be really good at their job. When you don't open up the candidacies, a lot of times you're cutting off the people that can actually help you be successful. And to me, that's what's frustrating about the Rooney Rule and the NFL not truly believing in minority candidates. Look at somebody like Eric Bieniemy. What else does somebody have to do, Jacoby, to get a head coaching job? I'm not mad at Matt Rule. He earned his money. He got a big deal with the Carolina Panthers. And we see offensive coordinators all of the time help nurture a quarterback, go get a head coaching job. 
You mean to tell me I can nurture Patrick Mahomes, turn Tyreek Hill into the highest paid receiver, uh, along with Devontae Adams in the game, show Travis Kelsey catching passes, throwing passes, and doing all of this, and I can't get a blank check to come coach a team? And so when you look at that team photo, and Mike Tomlin's in the back like I was, like my pictures, like Nightfall in high school, or like the tree, because I was so tall, you barely could even see Mike Tomlin in there, okay? We need a lot more diversity in that picture. Hopefully this continues to improve as we're gonna watch football and they know it, which is why they haven't rushed to make any changes. Well, 49ers general manager John Lynch was asked about potentially releasing Jimmy Garoppolo, who they have not traded and they have Trey Lance waiting. And here is what the GM of the 49ers, John Lynch, had to say about that. I don't foresee that. He's too good a player, you know, so. Um, I don't foresee that, and uh, you know, I think Jimmy will be playing for us, or we'll be playing for someone else. He's too good a player not to be. He'll be playing for us, or he'll be playing for someone else. So, essentially, said he's going to be playing football. Not exactly a vote of confidence for Jimmy Garoppolo and his future in San Francisco. How about the fact that he's beaten Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs twice? And he's led this team to the Super Bowl once, and they've outplayed expectations um, the last couple of years with him on the center. And I've seen Debo Samuel now become a Swiss Army knife, uh, all-pro caliber player. So I want to give Jimmy G some credit. Mm. Okay, I, I, I see um, how Kittle has become one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And I know that they continue to have one of the best creative minds and offensive uh, people on the sideline and Kyle Shanahan. And I know he's going to make sure that they run the football and they'll stop protecting the quarterback. But he makes one throw in the Super Bowl. San Francisco wins the championship that year. So it's going to be interesting to see if and where he ends up this offseason. It really will be interesting. But one thing that we do know about this team and Kyle Shanahan in particular is that nothing in the future is promised. We'll let Mr. <laughs> Shanahan explain. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. Can't guarantee that anyone will be alive Sunday. So Jimmy G will be playing for the 49ers or someone else who knows. Hopefully we just make it until Sunday. We'll be back right after this very short break. Or we won't. Who knows? Who knows? Like Mike <laughs> Shanahan, we don't know what the future holds for us here at Jalen and Jacoby. But stay tuned because we'll be right back. Double header Wednesday night on ESPN starting at 7.32 with the teams looking for the top spot in the East, face off the Heat and the Celtics, and then at 10 p.m. in the nightcap, it is the Suns and the Warriors. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. We promised ourselves and our audience that every day we would recognize that Brittany Griner is still being detained in Russia. It is now day 40. Mr. Rose. We miss you, Brittany. We're keeping our heads and hearts open for your return, a speedy one. And us here at Jalen and Jacoby are just doing a small token of acknowledgement to make sure that your family, your friends, and yourself more importantly know that we can't wait till you return home after 40 days and counting. 
Jalen, the New York Knicks have been doing something strange lately. They've been winning basketball games against other basketball teams. Last night, case in point, they beat the Bulls. The Bulls were in the top spot in the Eastern Conference just under a month ago, and now they're in a free fall. What does this loss to the Knicks tell you about them and their playoff aspirations? Well, I felt like the Bulls could be a first-round exit the entire season because DeMar DeRozan was carrying the team, but they dealt with so many injuries. Um, this is really the ascension of R.J. Barrett um, for the Knicks and quickly getting quality minutes. Um, Randall has been really inconsistent, um, but the pressure's off of this Knicks team. I'll be surprised if Julius Randall is a Knick next year. Wait a second, Mr. Rose. Are you trying to tell me that the man that they just signed to an extension, Julius Randall, might not be in a Nick uniform next year, Mr. Rose? It might be broken news. It might be broken news, family. Sometimes I feel like you say things on this show that you're not supposed to say on this show, but you can't take it back now. <laughs> you heard it here first on Jalen and Jacoby. Mr. Rose thinks that Julius Randle might not be in a Knicks uniform, but when you look at the Eastern Conference and you look at how the Bulls have fallen and you look at a potential first-round matchup, can they win a playoff series if they were matched up against the Celtics or the Bucks or the Sixers? I don't believe so. I, I don't believe so. The, te the teams that you talked about, the Celtics, even though they lost Woods, I mean, they still stopped with Tatum and Brown and Smart. Um, the Bucks, we know about their big three. The Sixers, to me, still got something to prove with James Harden in big games, and I don't think the Miami Heat, other than the Nets, really have to worry about one of those lower-seeded teams to upend them. So, Jalen, as a die-easy Knicks fan, I just have a couple questions for you. Is there any chance that Zion Williamson is in a Knicks uniform in the next two years? I'm glad you just threw me a lob. You didn't realize you were throwing me since you want broken news. Here you go. I want Zion to stay with the Pelicans. But? But if Zion leaves, I'll give you a destination. It ain't New York. It ain't with the Lakers. It got to be Memphis. Memphis? Hey, man, let's go to commercial break, man. Let's just go to commercial break, dog. <laughs> Sometimes you say too much on the let's show. Let's go to commercial. Sometimes you say too much on the show <laughs> that you can't take back. Are you sitting here on national television saying that potentially Zion Williamson could be a Memphis Grizzly in the next two years? I'm just saying if he leaves the Pelicans, there's going to be speculation of where he might end up. I'm just saying don't underestimate him ending up with Memphis if he leaves. I want to see him stay in New Orleans. As a matter of fact, be jealous. I'll be in New Orleans this weekend for the Final Four, Jacoby. Mmm. Jalen, we're going to come to a close on this program, but tomorrow we have the People's Champ, Paul Wall, joining us on Jalen and Jacoby. You don't want to miss that. We'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate you. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Big announcement. Paul Wall is joining us tomorrow on the podcast. Really appreciate him coming through. That'll be on tomorrow's show. But Jalen, we have some news about your Detroit Lions. They will be featured on Hard Knocks next year. Are you a little concerned about the world getting to truly look behind the curtain at Dan Campbell and his methodology and the way that he runs this team? Is Dan Campbell kind of like that uncle that you're worried about, like getting drunk and mis mis misbehaving at the wedding? Dan Campbell is the perfect example of all things that 
publicly personify my Lions that people that don't truly follow the team don't understand. And people that aren't from Detroit never get. We've separated ourselves from their struggles a long time ago. A Detroiter will correct you when you say Detroit sucks and you're talking about their NFL team. They'll say, no, the Lions suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna make sure that we separate church and state. And the reason why I bring this up is, as somebody that's followed this team, I actually remember when Dan Campbell played for us. <laughs> he was a tight end, he was a blocker. You know what I'm saying? You know, five yard, eight yard catch routes. Like, you know, he's more of a blocking guy. I'm not mad at him. He got his opportunity to be the coach. Came in with a lot of enthusiasm. I already know we're not gonna spin the win. Three, two, one, yeah. you're not gonna look down at the bottom of the ticker and see the Lions acquiring Tyreek Hill and paying him a big deal. No, You're not no, no, gonna no, no, see no, no, no. the Lions doing what they gotta do to bring in Sean Payton after he stepped down for New Orleans and making no. him like the president of operations Can't, even, can't even get Jimmy G, not even bringing in Jimmy G, not even right. putting together a trade package for Jimmy right. Garoppolo. Right, like we, we, we're on a budget. You know what I'm saying? That's how the <laughs> team has always been run. And so you can't win. And so what ends up happening is now Hard Knocks features the Lions. Soon as it starts, I ain't gotta hear people talk about how Dan Campbell did a good job last year. <laughs> <laughs> they played hard in those losses. <laughs> they played hard in those losses, Jalen. They played see, hard in those losses. See, see, you've accepted our, our um, historical horrible record and now you underestimate the fact that we were 0-11 last year. Like we were on like it means nothing to the rest of the world, right? No, no nothing. No cares. It ain't no one. Like, like, like let me talk that. about our wins. The Vikings like fired their coach because they lost to us. First off. <laughs> now the, the Pittsburgh Steelers Ben Roethlisberger had to retire. Oh wait, he didn't play against us. Oh wait, their backup didn't play against us. They were throwing the game. Go back and look at the Lions and the Steelers game. Like both of those teams were throwing the game. You couldn't tell me somebody wasn't betting on the game. I I'm surprised that Calvin really wasn't betting on that game. Like for real. And so those are the teams that we beat. And then we had a tie. Who we tie? Pittsburgh. We tied Pittsburgh, beat Minnesota, and now the rest of the world like, oh man, Dan Campbell had him playing hard. And, then, and remember, remember, remember after the after the um, Pittsburgh game, it, it was uh, Jared Montana, your guy, was in the huddle, being like, we got three more games, might as well win them all, guys. Let's go on a run. Let's run the table. It was like Aaron Rodgers when he said, run the table. Let's win these three games, guys. Might as well win them all. Why not? And also, let me give you some context to that. <laughs> let me give you the five biggest cap numbers for NFL players this year. At number five, Jared Montana, you say. $31.2 million. He's the fifth highest paid player in the entire NFL this year. Did I stutter? <laughs> now come on. Now 
Didn't I just I say we had three wins? I could name 35 quarterbacks I would rather have than Jared Montana. Honestly. At number four, Kirk Cousins, 31.4 million. At number three, Patrick Mahomes, 35.9 million. Number two, you want to know who the second highest paid player in the NFL is? He plays quarterback for the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is going to make $38 million this year. And the highest paid player in the NFL this season is a person that just got traded to the Colts, Matt Ryan, $40 million. Now, other than the team that had Patrick Mahomes, those other teams have something in common to me. They, can't they ain't win. going to the playoffs. <laughs> they ain't going to the playoffs. They can't win it. No, I mean, you could make a case for the Titans. You could make a case for the Titans. But they ain't winning on their pace in their quarterback play, I'll tell you that much. Boom. That part. And they got Derrick Henry. Like, if, if, Derrick, if that was Derrick Henry, $38.5 million, I wouldn't even read this whole – I wouldn't even read this. He would have threw all of this out of whack. And all of the, I, I have to say, like, Hard Knocks is, is, is a great franchise, and I look forward to watching it. And since the Lions going to be on it, I might have to make a cameo. <laughs> you going to try out? You yeah. try out for defensive yeah. end? I'm going to be at practice. <laughs> Just show up. Yeah, I'm going to be at practice. <laughs> Biting off kneecaps. They don't have a uniform your size. Now... Uh, Mr. Rose, a couple things we need to cover very quickly because this is a very important program that we work on here. Um, number one, um, Detroit will be hosting the 2024 NFL Draft. Will the Lions still be in a position to be drafting the top three or four in, in, that, in that draft two years? Yes. It's only so right too. that when we host the draft, we have a top five pick. It feels like it. It feels like you guys aren't. Now you're going to go anywhere in the next couple of years. So that seems about right. Yeah. And, and, and in April, it'll be a lot warmer. You know. That's, and that's a little closer to our November Super Bowl. Now, Thanksgiving. we only have a few minutes left on the pod. But I just want to say, as we're one day removed, how are your feelings about the Will Smith-Chris Rock incident on day two post-Oscar? Um, I never truly black on black violence or any physical harm to be done to other human beings because that's assault. And I look at it from a lot of different sides. I've grown up in this game, in this industry. I've been set to be criticized since I was in high school. There's a gentleman that still writes in the Detroit Free Press. And this is no shots and no shade at him. Like, I'm over it. Um, his name is Mick McCabe. And before I even got to Southwestern, he was writing negative things about the program. And I always remember getting the paper, Jacoby, and we just beat somebody by 50. And it's all negative about our team. And we were the number one team in the country. And it was all negative about our team. I was a McDonald's All-American. It was all negative about our team. And so that kind of hardened me to how, like, you need to be as a public figure to deal with scrutiny and criticism. Now, it's different when somebody else is attacking your family.
But it's also different when your family member is a public figure also. Mm -hmm. And when they clearly engage and back and forth with people because that's what we do for a living. And so as I think wholeheartedly about it, here's where the blame pie starts. First off, Chris Rock, you gotta know the room. And if you're gonna drop a joke on somebody, you gotta make sure she don't have alopecia before mm -hmm. you do it. That, that's like anything else, Jacoby. If I'm about to go on the show, I can't talk about what LeBron James did in last week's game. I gotta talk about what he did in last night's game. That's what people expect from, they expect me to know the currency before I get the microphone and I get on stage. And Chris Rock, when you thought about that joke versus when it was time to deliver that joke, the circumstance changed. And therefore you gotta modify that joke. You could have said any other movie for Jada, except that one, mm -hmm. in my opinion. The next thing, there's a cause and effect for me. I can't lie. If Fat Joe, I'm about to text Fat Joe. Fat Joe, you lying in the microphones. I need to get him on. He talking about if he was Chris Rock, he would have did the exact same thing. He's lying, Jacoby. You and I both know Fat Joe is lying. <laughs> I can't believe that. No, that's another story yeah, for another get, day, get, Joey. Yeah, hit, up, hit up Fat Joe. Let's have him on the show. Tomorrow we got Paul Wall joining us on the program. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope show to step to. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? You can't put your hands on anyone else, Will Smith. You got to learn to control yourself. But I do know that there's something for people to say, you embarrass me in public, I'm going to embarrass you in public. I understand that line of thinking. But he will be disciplined and punished. But I'm glad he got a chance to actually win an award to atone for it. Imagine if he would have apologized to Chris Rock. Chris Rock would have came out there and they could have squashed it. But since they didn't, we still got to get keep talking about it. Like Harris one said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to get the